Hey guys, and welcome to Dyslexic episode two. Uh, today is our very first theme park court episode, and we are going to debate Soren at Epcot versus Flight of Passage at Animal Kingdom. So make sure to buckle up your seat, your seat belts, and store all carry-on items in the under seat compartments, and help us out and move around a little while we link you to your avatar. And let's see who wins this debate. With me today, I have Emma. Hi. And I have Victoria. Hello. Um, Emma will be in favor of Soren today, and Victoria's going to be in favor of Flight of Passage. And each theme park debate is going to be separated into three categories. The queue, pre-show, and exit all into the first category. The ride slash attraction itself into the second category. And the story of each attraction into the third category. So what we're going to do is... We are going to start with Emma and then go to Victoria for each different section. And I want to remind everybody, all three of us agree that both of these rides deserve to be in the parks and they are completely separate enough that they are enjoyable. They are both enjoyable separately. They deserve to be in their parks. They're super fun. Um, They're super exciting. And this is just for fun. Do not take it seriously because this (laughs) podcast is not supposed to be serious. (laughs) Um, so yeah, we're gonna start with Emma. Emma, uh, court is in session. State your case on the pre-show queue and exit of Soren. So, I guess we'll start with the queue, seeing as how that's the first thing you enter. Um, Soren really hit the mark with um, guest interaction. As you're standing in the queue, there are you know, trivia questions for each country that you visit or all the countries around the world um, that keeps guests interactive, uh, interacted while they're waiting in line because that wait time can um, be one of the longest in the parks. Amen. As far Mm -hmm. as the pre-show area, I don't know about you guys, but I personally love Kronk and and his safety spiel that he gives before we... to make sure you remove those little guys, which is the, the coveted Mickey ears. Um, it's really cool. I'm also a fan, of, and this is kind of off track, but I'm also a super fan of the Soren soundtrack. I think it is one of the mm-hmm. um, the top attraction soundtracks of all of Disney parks. Oh, um, that's I, I think I can say that with utmost confidence, just because it is such an, an awesome soundtrack. Um, and then, so you said show, pre-show, cue. And exit. Oh, and exit. I will say there's nothing really special about the Soren exit. It is cool that um, as you exit, the waiting area for the families is kind of based off of an airport. So um, I do like that. With airport setting, it's 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 well-themed. Um, it's just not based on an IP, which means they don't have a lot to work with. So it's very... Sometimes it can go over guests' heads. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's a fair so, statement. Yeah. Okay, Victoria. You're up. All right. So I'm doing um, pre-show, queue, and exit? Yes. Okay, well, I mean, the pre-show... I mean, how can you not love it? I mean, <laughs> it's... Well... <laughs> and, uh, why? 
and apply. <laughs> so there's literally a meme. If you're on this Twitter, there's a meme with a guy. I cannot remember his name, but he's basically the one that introduces you to everything in the beginning. And he has a Twitter account. I'll find it and link it later. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so um, it's pretty long, but it's just because it's such an immersive story that you really have to get certain pieces to understand what you're about to walk into. But mm-hmm. it's not like you're not being distracted the whole way like you're walking through caves you're walking through blends of nature and um you know science like it's just it's so well blended and very well done so it's like you're basically looking at different things and little hidden things throughout the entire queue you're never bored which i love me too i'm a big fan of it too yeah i really liked that because it's like and Soren, I do like the little trivia, but then also I never have a signal in there. So it's like, I can never do it. <laughs> right, and Disney Wi-Fi, come on, do better. Yeah, and I was just about to say, and then I'm like, well, if I'm on the Disney Wi-Fi, it might be worse because you know, everyone and their mother and their service. <laughs> Not cash so, members, we stay away from that. Yeah, yeah, you're right though. You got me there. I was on that cash member Wi-Fi at one point. <laughs> But <laughs> but um, as far as the queue, the queue is also immersive and part of the story because you have to move, you know, your whole body to get linked up to your avatar. Then you're talking to Sigourney Weaver. And then like, then you get on your, I don't even know how to describe it. I have a feeling, side note though, I do think the vehicles in the ride will be sort of similar to the Tron vehicles, but that's just my guess. They so are. I agree, agree. They yeah, are. they I look very. Ooh. Oh well, then. Ooh. 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 <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> I, I uh, happen to be very uh, familiar with Tomorrowland. Oh, she does. We will discuss later. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> That's a whole different episode. <laughs> that is a whole yeah. different episode. <laughs> uh, what I was about to say something I forgot. Now I got distracted. Oh no! So the exit that like just like Soren, there's nothing special about it. It's yeah. just long and annoying, and you go into a gift shop, mm-hmm. a very small cramped gift shop. But the thing is, now they don't really do the adoption thing with the banshees there anymore, which I just found out recently. Yeah, didn't they move to like the front of Animal Kingdom? I think it's at the front now, which yeah. kind of alleviates so a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they first, it, it was popular there when it, when it first started. Right. And after about, I want to say nine months after the track the attraction opened, it kind of fell off a little bit, you know, it kind of plateaued. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course that was extra staffing and it was a lot of congregation in that area. So they moved it. I know there's an adoption site. You can, right as you enter the Valley of Moara, right mm. in the front of Pandora. Okay. Um, you know more than me. I haven't been there in like a hot minute (laughs) so but that's one of those things where I personally don't I did never understood the whole adoption of the banshee thing I didn't I I got it but it wasn't for me right yeah it just like I got it because it was cute for kids but Mm -hmm. then you would like go around magic kingdom and you see them with a little banshee on their shoulder I'm like okay that's weird to see in like yeah the cute for big thunder mountain but right yeah (laughs) You're in line to meet Minnie Mouse, and you've got a banshee on your shoulder. She's not going to know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a hot take on that, a controversial take on those banshees. 
Uh, oh, okay. So I never thought they were worth the price or never wanted one because yes. I went to a Cracker Barrel years ago when I was like 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And there was a monkey and a cat and you put it on your shoulder and it came with a little trigger on the back. And it was about $8. Hmm. And then it was 50 something for a Banshee and it was the exact same toy. Yes. Well, let's let's all let's be clear about something. If they Disney, Disney can put prices. their name on it, it, they're gonna amp up that price, and people will buy it. That is true. You know, business. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, it's intellectual property, so they were gonna have to make it up through merchandise. Yep. Good points. Good points. I went to school for teaching, not business. So <laughs> same though. <laughs> there we but go. Same though. <laughs> <laughs> um, those are great points, and I agree with both of you completely like i can't really choose anything so far this is why this is why this debate is so hard because Because it's very interesting right it's apples and oranges it's apples and oranges but they're both fruit and that's right and they're delicious so now i want an orange (laughs) citrus swirl my kids were talking about Chick-fil-A earlier. I don't know. We were on the playground. They were on like one of the play sets. And I was like, what are you doing? And they're like, we're going to Chick-fil-A on a boat. And I'm like, okay. So I've been wanting Chick-fil-A all day. On a boat? They were like, they. the thing is, I'm the play set up. isn't a boat. It wasn't a boat. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was just like, okay. And then I just walked away. <laughs> For any listeners, all three of us are very hungry right now, so so, food may come in. (laughs) Well, that, yeah, that too, but I I also kind of get off track too sometimes. Speaking of kind of off, this is kind of me supporting Flight of Passage, but I got actually got to do a backstage tour of Pandora. (gasps) Oh, I hate you. I know, right? And it was the coolest thing ever. Um, If you ever get the chance to do it you know, no matter what time of day it is. This happened to be at like 6 a.m. before the park opened. Um, so, Navi River, Navi's River Journey and the Flight of Passage are actually located in the same building. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't know that, yes. when you're going through the queue for a Flight of Passage, it's a gradual increase, you know, as, as it becomes more encompassed into the Valley of Moir and all that stuff. Right. And you're going to the second floor. Mm-hmm. And so, when you're in the attraction, the river is under your feet. No, so that was super cool. And then also, um, the reason, part of the reason, yes, it, they have so many pre-show waiting rooms where you have to match with your avatar and all of the move around a little bit, all of that. Also, it's for the immersiveness, and it's such a you know in-depth story. But also, mm-hmm. that ride. They can only load, I forget the number of people per. Oh, I have the numbers. I researched it. Yeah. So they have (laughs) you moving, which is why they have so many pre show areas. Mm -hmm. So that's one of that was one of the. It'll kill time. Yes. Because it's such a popular attraction. Just so the fans listening know, it's basically a four and a half minute ride. It does eight riders per row, six rows per theater, four theaters, so you can do 192 people at one time, which means you can do almost 1,500 people in an hour. So that is why if they're, they're on it's so long. You know if what? If they're on queue. If they hit That's their right. numbers. You gotta hit those numbers. I'm so impressed. I did not expect this much research just to come out of it. <laughs> we are getting <laughs> right. She, she hit the book in her research. Mine's just from 
going, you know. I am. Well, the issue is I haven't written it um, since. When's the last time I wrote it? It had to be at least a year ago. So I'm like, okay, I gotta remember some stuff real quick because I haven't been in almost a year. Um, I do want to put this into the Q pre-show thing. I or section. I love both of the hosts for both pre-shows. Yes. Because yeah. one is so confident yet so awkward. The other one is so unconfident and still so awkward. And I relate to both of that. Yeah. I feel that. I love Patrick Warburton. Me too. I'm gonna um, be honest, I don't know who the other guy is, but you know, he's cool too. He can stay. Don't you wonder <laughs> if all of the all of the stars of all the pre-show cues know each other? They do. They did a D23 panel a couple years ago, and the woman who is uh, the do- Dr. Ogden in Flight of Passage, she's actually the voice of the computer in Mission Space. Is that Sigourney <gasps> No, it's not Sigourney Weaver. Oh, wow. the other one. Yeah. I'm sure. But wait. Was Felicia Rashad there? Because she's a dinosaur. I don't think she was. No. Um, that's unfortunate. No, I, I think legit it was only the voiceover face people. last night. And I was like, this girl, I love her. Look, I love her look. What is... She had the long ponytail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, which ride? Mission Space. Oh, my God. I haven't been on there in so long. Me neither. <laughs> Okay, so now to get back on track, we're going to move on to <laughs> section two. <laughs> um, section two is the ride slash attraction itself. What do you think puts it over the top of the other attraction? Emma, you're up. Woo, I know, I, I can I can attest to this. <laughs> so I'm going to say this in favor of Soren, because of course that's my attraction of the night. Um, <laughs> So the ride vehicles, if we're comparing the ride vehicles, Soarin' mm-hmm. is more accessible than Flight of Passages. Mm, fair that point, fair point. For people true. with A, disabilities, B, all, t- all body types. Um, she got me there. Because literally, if you're in a wheelchair, you're on a scooter, if you have a physical impairment, if you have, like, you are most likely going to be able to do soaring because you're if you're able to transfer and all of that jazz um but the likelihood of you being able to actually get on the ride vehicle of flight of passage and be safely secured is with the harnesses and that's that's the thing about flight of passage what their struggle was especially when they first opened it was yes you know these ride vehicles are different and they're trying to keep them as safe as possible because safety is their first priority Mm-hmm. But you have, you know, some men who are of the bulky nature who are over six feet and are just, you know, a too, big too dude. Yeah. They can't even get on it because the the safety harnesses can't lock in with them because of the structure of their body. And it's not because they're overweight. It's not because they, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Soren vehicle definitely has, can accommodate more guests of all body shapes, sizes, disabilities, all of that. I will say this. I am a thick man <laughs> with one C because we're not going too far. Um, but I was scared to get on Flight of Passage because I 
thought I would have my first, wa- you know, weight-related walk-off of any ride in my life. And it right. didn't happen, luckily. But I didn't. I was not worried at all with Soren. So that's a good point. That is an extremely good point. I didn't even think about that. Well, I've witnessed people where they got all the way to, because they tried the test vehicle out in front of the attraction. Mm-hmm. And whoever was standing there was like, you should be fine. But they make the final call right when you board the ride. And it was, it was a guy. And like I said, he was, you know, just tall and not, he wasn't even, I don't think he was overweight. Like there was no, and it was just because the harnesses couldn't, they couldn't. And so literally he had to walk out. And that's one of those things where, that's where Disney kind of got it wrong, but I see why they had to do it. So I'm interested Mm -hmm. to see what they're going to do with Tron because the ride vehicles are so similar. That was that was another thing I was thinking of too when you were bringing that up. I was like, how is that gonna work for Tron? Because it's not like, you know, in Flight of Passage, it's like you're locked in, so you're fine because it's 4D effects. But Tron is like an actual motorbike, like right, and it's a coaster. Yeah. So there goes that go, plays more into safety and all that. So and a large coaster at that, so it's gonna be huge. So I'm like, hmm, holy shot. When is this supposed to open again? I don't, think they ever have, I don't think they have a date. There is no date because they can't commit. Yeah, we all know what happened to the theater. So, <laughs> right? Ooh. So, they don't even have an opening date for the Speedway. Well, you know why they started doing that? It's because they put an opening date on Pandora and then, like, 1,800 years later, we're just now getting it, like, two well, years back. ago. And mm-hmm. they, they have all these great grand plans and then they don't have the money to back it. That is very true. That is true. We were turning butter when they announced Pandora. That's right. And then they were like, oh, let's make budget cuts. Let's slice entertainment in half. Oh, gosh. Yes, they do that, like, annually now. That. That. I gotta calm down, because that does bother me a lot. But, but back to the thing. Okay. Um, Again, that's a whole different episode. Exactly. Stay tuned. Come back for more. Please We're do. Gonna this. We get petty in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, on the actual attraction, how do you think it's better than Flight of Passage? Oh, for me? Yes. How do I think it's better than Flight of Passage? Yeah, for like um, the actual ride. So. The actual ride. Well, there's no 3D, 4D, whatever glasses that give you a headache. Good point. Mm-hmm. Which means... The cast does not have to have them cleaned. So that's a whole position that they don't have to worry about. That doesn't have to be staffed. Oh, she's like to use a cast member. I don't have numbers in front of me. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say that Soren can accommodate more guests at one time. I couldn't find numbers for it. So okay. I like I was trying to like look at it. I just couldn't find numbers. It's either it. it's either around the same number as Flight of Passage or because I know they run three different um, Yeah, because they have three theaters in Flight of Passage. Right. But I don't know I mean Soren. But not but like not that far off though. Right. Like they're, they're comparable. The so Yeah. And then I will say, and you're not gonna like me saying this, but this is kind of in favor of Flight of Passage instead of Soren, but I have to point it out. There are seats in Soren where the projection, because it is a circle vision type theater, where right. there is, you know, the Eiffel Tower has a little lean. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Does it really? Yeah, it does. Which is one of those things where they can't really do anything about. It wasn't intentional. Like, that's just the nature of the ride. Um, right. And unless you're a top row center, you really, you know. Yeah. So, and honestly, if you're in line, this is kind of a, a Disney hack. If you're in line and you want top row center, all you have to do is ask a cast member. You may have to wait a little bit longer, but usually they're fine with it. You just have to ask. The more you know. It's the best seat in the house. I've never gotten that seat. I got it the first time I ridden it in May. And it was amazing. And it was the soundtrack and the smell and the wind blowing on you and your feet were dangling. The wind blows? Like, what? When did this happen? Yeah, the wind blows now. I rode this. When did the wind start blowing? (laughs) (laughs) We got weather now. (laughs) Weather, it rains. There's a lightning storm. No, I'm just playing. Um, oh, drop thirty oh feet in a tornado. No, oh, I, will, I will say, I will say again, the, because of the ride vehicle is so accessible, it is limited on the effects that it has. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, on flight of passage, the ride vehicle that banshee is breathing under your legs. Mm-hmm. So, again, <laughs> right? That it's because down here. All of us cast members, we have all these debates with these with guests almost almost every day, and I remember those days. It's one of those things where you just agree with the guest and let them have a say, but then nobody really asks you of your opinion. So this is kind of one of the first times I get to voice my opinion on the deal because nine times out of ten I'm in costume and in my position and have to just be like, yes, you're right, totally agree. Look at this dyslexic allowing cast members to have a voice. <laughs> it's okay. I'm that cast member turned annual pass holder who tends to defend you guys. I'm like, okay, but here's why you, the guest, are wrong. Like, <laughs> why with this PowerPoint presentation? Right, for real. If you look here, be quiet. <laughs> if you look here, on slide 2A, sit down. <laughs> My um, favorite is when they come up and they're so upset that Stitch is closed. It was their what? it was their favorite ride. It was their favorite. They only came to do that. How do they live? I'm like, look, people, it wasn't your favorite ride. Oh God, please. That was no one's favorite ride. <laughs> um But I will say this for Soren in favor of Soren. I used to always hear it's a thrill ride, it's a thrill ride, and I did not believe that. I was always like, it's relaxing, there's nothing thrilling about it. But I will tell you, when you go down at the end of that ride, it might as well be a drop tower because oh I was my. not ready for that. There's a drop? I really don't remember. It's not it's not a drop, it's like when they lower you back down at the end of the And it's the like ride. a swing. So yes, yeah, swing. they just swing you backwards, which I didn't think that was a thrill at all. Like like you said, it's very relaxing to me. Like if I just want to have a moment and after a full day at the parks and it, I just think it's a great way to end your night and it I is. agree it's really nice. see we're getting there now, now flight of passage is intense like get your heart racing some adrenaline right. pumping yeah it's thrill it's suspenseful right agree so now we're gonna go to Victoria Victoria why do you think flight of passage is a better ride than Soren? uh well it kind of utilizes all well four out of your five senses i guess sort of similar to 
Soren in a way. It use, utilizes 4D effects. So unlike Soren, you don't get that tower lean, I guess, that I've never know existed until like three seconds ago. You will but, now I mean, when you ride it again. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever ride it again. <laughs> I go to Epcot for the food and drinks. That's right. <laughs> Fair and point. Earth. And Spaceship Earth. That's it. But um, She is the most beautiful girl Earth. in school. Until that thing goes Shit. down for Rebirth. Don't mm, don't even get me. You know what? She's gonna be closed for two years. <laughs> mm. Mm. We ain't gonna talk about that. And next episode. <laughs> <laughs> like this is media Foxy Brown talking about why they better not get rid of Foxy in Spaceship Earth. Ooh. But um, what was I talking about again? Oh, oh yeah. why <laughs> flying passage is better than Soren as a ride itself. So, with the sites, they actually collaborated with a company, I believe it was called, um, it was like W-E-D, but it wasn't like, I don't think it was WED, mm-hmm. like, you know, what it was before is originally, I think it was a right. whole separate company, I didn't look that deep, I didn't care, to be honest, <laughs> but I wasn't going, look, this wasn't a research, this isn't going to, like, count 50% of my grades. So. <laughs> For real. Fair enough. So I, th- I believe it was a different company that actually worked on the effects with Imagineering to make sure, you know, everything looked great, which is good because it does look great. Everything looks realistic, which goes to sound. Now, I will say I do like the Soren soundtrack mm-hmm. better, mm-hmm. better than like, I but agree. It's, it's because it's supposed to be more thrilling. It still gives you a sense of thrill, mm-hmm. suspense, you know, everything lines up very nicely when you're going scene to scene. So it's like, you know, you're fighting some orange banshee thing and you're with the banshee and then you like go down into a cave and it's so nice and quiet and then all these little flying jellyfish are just lighting up the water. It looks great. You're so calm. It's peaceful. It smells like a bath and body workshop in there. (laughs) For for like seconds and then it's back up. You're doing swords and dives and everything else on that banshee. Which gets me to um, the smell. There was actually a point, I want to say it was last year, where I was working at Bath and Body Works and there was a holiday candle that smelled exactly like that scene. And we sold out so quick. And when I went to go buy it myself, it wasn't even online anymore. Jeez. So I don't know if the Disney thing had an effect, but I've at least smelled it once. I can confirm that if it does come back for the holidays, it does smell like that scene in Flight of Passage. I will say I have the room spray that smells like Flight of Passage as well that you can order. Okay, do you, I, if if we're going into smells right now, quick tangent, not sponsored, wish it was, not sponsored. (laughs) Not Magic Candle Company. I have a Dole Whip smell right now, and I had Pirates of the Caribbean last week. It's so great, and I really want the Flight of Passage and Soarin' Smells. Which company is Are they? Uh, Magic, Magic Candle Candy. Company. Oh, yeah. Are they I'll the ones with Pirates? The, um... Yeah, so they're they the, the one yeah. the Yeah, they, they, they have, like, the Pirate orange, or the pirate Water uh, smell, and they have, like, all the resort smells, and they, like, sponsor, like, Disney Dan and uh, Offhand Disney and all those YouTube channels. Oh, you're gonna have to... I also See, okay. use, um, it's called Wedway Candle Company. I've heard of Ooh. them too. They're good. And the room spray I have is Banshee Flight. And then I also have the Pirates of the Caribbean candle, which smells like the Pirates ride. And then mm-hmm. also Walt's Office. Ooh. It's kind of a leather cigar. It's a real hearty smell. You know what I mean? It smell like, you Good know, word. 
yeah that's really good like okay so make sure you send me those on thursday <laughs> i saw i still had an ad on facebook because my fbi agent that you know watches all of my searches <laughs> he made sure that i knew about Wedway. yeah so thursday's payday so make sure like the morning of thursday you send me that so i can just buy like 20 of each of those candles i'll and send I, you links on twitter <laughs> i also will say if you can't find like flight of passage or banshee flight or whatever they want to call it it's actually the same smell as the soaring caribbean scene Ooh. oh there's a caribbean scene jesus I Wait, need to ride this ride. well it's the scene where you're flying over the ocean and you see the people in like the canoes or whatever yeah it's that scene so it's kind of the islands I say Caribbean. It could be Fiji or New Zealand or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, th- I think a same. lot of people are like the Fiji scent or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not that versed in my geography. I probably should be. Yeah. I've Let's seen it called say. Caribbean. I've seen it called Fiji. Let me just say, I'm so glad I didn't get soaring because I would not have done it justice. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, question for both of you. So... <laughs> Would you say that relaxing is better as in Soren, or would you say thrill is better for Flight of Passage? Mm, I'll let Emma go. Uh, first, I'm, I'm going to ask you some questions for you to answer so I can successfully answer your question, okay? Okay. What time of day is it? What was, mm-hmm. the, what was the weather like that day? And who am I on vacation with? Mm, okay. It is... Let's say it's like well, here, here. Let's, it's like twilight. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. So last summer, my whole family, we came down to Disney for our annual family trip. And this year, it happened to be at Disney. Disney World. And it was the last week of June. Blistering hot. Um, you know, peak season here at mm-hmm. Disney. Um, mm. There were 12 of us. Mm. We all, you know, our youngest was 10. And then my grandparents came. So... I won't tell you their age, but you know, uh, we did the day we did Animal Kingdom. It was blistering hot, and we started our morning because we had extra magic hours, and we did Flight of Passage first because the wait times were astronomical. So we stood in line for two hours, uh, and I will say they hands down loved it. It was it blew their mind. They wanted to do it again. It was the highlight of some of their days. It was amazing. And then we carried on throughout the rest of our day, you know, trying not to spontaneously combust from the heat. <laughs> okay, then so we if we're done with, sorry. No, I'm just saying, and when the day we did Epcot and when we did Soarin', it had been raining all day. We were in ponchos, you know. So by the time, of the point of the day where we did do Soarin', it was nice to be in a dry facility, you know, with a full indoor queue food and air conditioning and you can yeah you can eat in the queue um you know my grandmother was in a wheelchair the whole day just because she had was post-op with knee replacement surgery Mm -hmm. so like she could transfer and do all of that and of course she if she had to choose between the two she would choose Soren just due to the accessibility and all that okay good point so if we're going with that i'm gonna say it's like april may uh, it's mid, it's like twilight, and it, it's, it's a nice warm day. She said twilight. Is Edward there? Look, I'm being descriptive. <laughs> He's using big kid words. Adjectives. Adjectives. So it's twilight, it's April or May. And it's now, like a warm day. The cheerleader. Not too hot, not too cold. 
know, cheerleaders are out. <laughs> the cheerleaders are in full effect. Vaulting off of things they shouldn't be vaulting You know what? That's a whole different episode, too. <laughs> that is a whole different episode. And we just going to vent, y'all. We just going to Due I- to my current employment, I can only say so much because you are publishing this. But Understandable. Just write it down. I'll, I'll write. I'll say it for you. I mean, I don't work for them no more. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'm gonna do a, a tell-all. Ooh, <laughs> new podcast episode. New podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, now to part three. Before I make my final decisions in this court case, in this court of amusement theme park law, where I have went to law school in Harvard met this really cool girl her name was Elle she was cool she was fine oh she, did, she did all right um but uh part three the story oh wait did I do Victoria's side I have no idea if you did my side we're so yeah long. she did yeah you did because she talked about all of the senses and that's right that's right okay part three we're back on track <laughs> okay this episode's a mess and that is okay by me Part three, um, the story itself. Emma, story. I mean, what's your defense? You're, you're, what is the story? That, I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna be real honest with you. Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, there's kind of a story. You know, you're going into the airport. You're gonna, you're gonna go travel the world. Um, your flight attendant, your attendant, your flight attendant is Patrick. Honestly, like, it's kind of just about soaring the world. Like, you and know then what you I mean? you can get outside with an alcoholic beverage in your hand. <laughs> it's kind of like Space Mountain. Like, Space Mountain doesn't have a story. You're just going through space and, you know. Oh, that's and, true. So, I mean, like, there's a story, but it's a loose story. Like, a very, you, very loose Share the loose story. story with me because. Again. Yeah, so, when Disney needs a loose story, and this is going to blow your minds, just like Soren, Space Mountain is a spaceport, and you are supposed to be going on vacation. That's where the, that's why there's all the destinations and the maps and whatnot, and that's why it's Spaceport 75, because it's an airport, but in space. So, when they need a loose story, I'm dead serious. That, that's the story of Space Mountain. You literally just blew my mind, because I've written that so many times, and I'm like, I'm going on vacation? I literally did it the other night with the lights on and didn't know any of it. Is Isn't it scary with the lights off? I would rather it's terrifying. With the lights on. No, I'd rather go with lights off because I don't want to see the support structures because it's so close. And I've been on some of the biggest coasters in the country. Space Same. Mountain scares me. What though? I've been on three different versions of Space Mountain. The one at Paris, the one in Florida, the one in Orlando. I will never in my life ride the one in Paris again because that one goes upside down and mind you I like thrill rides but that one made my head hurt for like a good two hours uh rock and roller coaster but that's the thing it's very similar to it but I don't know why it made me feel uncomfortable because I love coaster I don't know I don't anyway. I, I know exactly what we're talking I've never been but like I've seen so many videos that like I get it and I'm gonna chalk that down to over-the-shoulder restraints because your head smacks into them so much. Yeah, I think that's what it was because my head was kind of like going as you were going into the loop, and I'm like, yeah, this isn't for me. But um, yeah, so 
Soren is a is a uh, airport. That's the story. There you go. Um, is there a location for it? Like, is it supposed to be like in San Fran or something? The land? <laughs> I don't Honestly, know. <laughs> well, it started as Soren over California. It, it did. Made its debut over at California right. Adventure, and then mm-hmm. California Adventure kind of was like they, you know, dropped the ball there. Um, and then I believe it was 2005 when they moved it over to. Yeah, it was around that time. Epcot. Oh yeah, because at the end it ended at like Disneyland. It did, it? and now it ends at Epcot. Yeah, which is so strange to me. What that it ends at Epcot, or that they ever put it in there that it ended at Disneyland? I don't. Uh, yeah, that's a whole historical thing because mm. it's like DCA itself is a hot mess. Mm-hmm. But then it's like I don't know. That's a whole different episode. A whole different episode. <laughs> uh, the parks? Victoria, your turn. Story, Flight of Passage. Why is it better than Sword? Okay, so... I'm going based off of memory. So you're basically going through a cave. And you're looking at cave paintings. Then you go into a lab. And then you go deeper into the lab. And then you see a body in a glass cave! <laughs> it's floating, y'all! And it's not human. So then you pass that, and by that point, you're like maybe an hour and a half in the ride, but you don't realize it unless you're really petty. But <laughs> then you go, then you go through some more, and then you get into the first, um, I guess the first, or I guess the second part of the queue, you would call it. Mm-hmm. And then you meet this guy who's awkward as heck. And then he tells you to stand on this little box because you're going to be linked to your avatar. And they're gonna blow some air on you, and it's gonna be cool, and you're gonna be late to an avatar, yeah. and you're gonna go move around and talk. Move around a bit. Oh, there was one point we were moving around for a bit for about a good 20 minutes. <laughs> we were moving, and nothing was happening. But um, then you go into another room, and you talk to Sigourney Weaver, maybe get some great movie ride feels. Mm. Oof. Rip. And then she, oh, I'm wearing the shirt right now. But, um. <laughs> That was that was a though. That was just by chance. But she tells you basically the background. Now the good thing I think about this ride is that you don't have to see the movie to understand the ride. They did a really they good job with that. They did a really good job with that. So that way you're not sitting there like stupid looking confused. But they basically explain the bare minimum of the movie of the story so that way you know okay here's what's about to go down so she basically explains you know we're part of an organization and blah 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 and now you're going to experience a piece of culture from this alien planet which I appreciate that they showed respect to the culture mm-hmm. everybody should do mm, yes amen. amen so they did that you walk in you get connected to your banshee so like we said before you get kind of strapped in they're gonna buckle you in they're gonna secure your legs they're gonna make you lean forward all that good stuff and then you know your brain connects to the banshee and you get a whole experience of the senses it's like it's like you know how shrek 4d is supposed to be 4d but it really isn't 4d right right. this is is actually 4d (laughs) (laughs) and then you then you leave go to a gift shop maybe adopt oh well you can't adopt a banshee there no more but you can buy one you can buy one for what sixty eight hundred dollars now yeah. i don't know but i mean in a nutshell that's the story okay fair point so 
I am going to make a decision as judge here with my judge um, Judge Judge Judy um, (laughs) with my official autograph pin from Walt Disney World with the um, the uh, the Mickey on top yes so this is my Mickey gavel hit it on the apples the apples box I have sitting in front of me (laughs) not sponsored not sponsored Milton Bradley or sorry Mattel not sponsored um, I looked at the corner of the box and said Mattel. Uh, <laughs> I am going to go in favor of Flight of Passage. Yay! Flight of Passage has won this theme park court case for the reasoning of, can y'all tell I don't know law? For the reasoning of <laughs> it has a fantastic story. It's a good thrill ride. It's really boosted attendance to Animal Kingdom. Mm. And it smells really, really good. It does smell good. Oh, I forgot. Joe Rody. That was actually just going to be my main point for everything. <laughs> and Joe Rody. Basically. I, I kid you not, I wrote Joe Rody as the first thing. It says Joe Rody. That is all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, off topic. I'm a big fan of Joe Rody and I'm a big fan of uh never mind, I guess I'm not that big of a fan, I forgot his name. James Cameron. No, uh big did Big Thunder, did most of Disneyland Paris. Oh Tony Tony Baxter. Tony Baxter. Tony Baxter. Yes. Um so this court case has ended, Flight of Passage has won, and now I wanna hear your opinion, listeners. I'm gonna post a poll on Twitter. You vote. And there will be some retweets, I'm sure. And we are going to see which attraction you think should win this court case. Soarin' at Epcot or Flight of Passage to Animal Kingdom. Um, just so everybody knows, there ain't no hard feelings in this vote. No hard feelings. Right. It is completely because fun. My, you know, personally, I'm a little biased towards Tomorrowland. So, you know what? It's all fun and games, man. It is all fun and games. There's nothing serious about this. And I am going to be doing a lot more theme park courts, uh, some armchair Imagineering episodes, and I'm going to have more guests, and I'm super excited for you guys to continue to listen. Uh, if you do like this episode, you can go back and listen to episode one, uh, which I had my guest, Corey Mathery, and the HHN dog, Will, um, and we discussed what we would do with the Terminator 2 3D Building at Universal Studios Orlando. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Uh, and all you have to do is type in Dyslexic. And uh, Emma, do you have any plugs you'd like to plug? Plugs I'd like to plug? Yes. Well, I will say this. Here's just some things that, from a, a, a CM point of view, that I'd throw out there for some future episodes for you. Um, preach it. If you had to cut one show... Of the following, which one would you cut? And what's your reasoning? Um, mm. Country Bear Jamboree. Oh, Lord, no. Enchanted Tiki Room. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Carousel of Progress. Oh, God. <laughs> Just, that's food for thought. I'm sure a lot of listeners would love to, you know, chime in on that debate or, you know, voice their opinions. Um, I would. 
speaking of that, if uh, if I do do that episode, which I probably will, I'm just saying, um, I would love to have you guys and Corey and Will on there because I think this would be with that many people, that would be a crazy episode. But battle um, of the sexes. Ooh, ooh. What would uh, you say? I said battle of the sexes for real. Uh, but although uh, really, there's only one real winner of that. You know, of those three, we all know what that is. Right. Country yeah. bears. Oh my god, what? What? Stay tuned. Oh That'll be next week's episode. Stay tuned. It might Here be on next week's episode. Yes. Um, <laughs> Emma, do you have any like social media or anything you want to plug? Oh, so super fun. Um, Twitter, Instagram, all of that fun stuff. I'm Stovey3. So that's S T O V as in Victor, I E 3. Um, you know, I, I post some fun stuff occasionally. I am a current cast member, so I do have a lot of part-time. I spend a lot of the free times in the parks. So, yeah, that's that's really it. I'm a full-time student, so, of course, my life consists of work and school. So, <laughs> awesome. Um, but Vic- I'm down here full-time, so lots of fun Sweet. stuff. Awesome. Victoria, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, let's see. My Twitter is well. My Instagram is he calls me Pineapple Princess. Twitter is he calls me PP because they wouldn't let me put Pineapple Pineapple Princess on there. Rude. So, I was just like, okay, I guess it'll be awkward PP. <laughs> but if you actually look up my Twitter, it's Mr. Prickle Pants song for singing. If you get that reference, you get a gold star. But um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm a cast member turned AP. I blog. My blog is um, Pixie Dust and Planes. That's going to be back next week. And There's a blog! There is a blog, yes. I've been doing I did it for two years and I had to stop because I started working for Disney and then I don't anymore so now I can bring it back. I will. Can I, can I ask you what, what your role was? Uh, well, when I did my college program, I was quick service at studios and I'm going to tell you how old I am. This is going to show my age. The hat was there, and they still had the High School Musical show. Oh, the High School Musical show. <laughs> and I came, then I came back, and I worked behind the scenes at um, the Disney Reservation Center. Then I left there, and then I did bell services at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So I've done a few different roles. Yes, you've hit a few different departments, too. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And... Uh, that's it. So, like I said, Flight of Passage wins. So, Sivako. Bye, guys. <laughs>